My work as of late has been to show people that they are not damaged or crazy <laughs> or relegated to a fate of depression, anxiety, fear, and chronic physical dis-ease. And I want to share with you how you and your families can overcome all of that in this special session today. So in celebration of the launch of my new, exciting, experiential group program, The New Psychology, the first uh, part being mental health, embodiment, wholeness, and trauma studies, I'm giving you an introductory sample session. So awesome. <laughs> this is going to be about an hour long, a longer than usual, but it's an entire sample session of the introduction to um, the current model of care um, or understanding the old psychology and what I define as the new psychology. And the program that, um, that this sample session is from is for both professionals and curious people interested in redefining and experiencing mental and physical health and harmony. So I hope you enjoy the session. Welcome to the Family Health Revolution podcast with Coach Carla Atherton, where she discovers, uncovers, explores, and reveals the secrets to true family health and wellness. That's cool. So I'm going to record it. All right. So I was just saying that as, and I'm going to change this the view to speaker just for a quick second. And then I'll change it back to gallery when we have a discussion. Okay. Um, so I was just saying that as I was putting together the materials for this program or this session today, which is only going to be, you know, just like under an hour. Um, it was a real challenge to do that because I, the program that I'm like, I'm creating. So those two parts, the 10, two 10 module parts for the new psychology literally are like probably about 10 Google docs worth of information that I've been putting together. And one was for my youth program, my mental wellness program, and then one for addictions program. And then one was for, you know, um, like all of these practices to go through all these modalities to become more health empowered in your health. And then there, that was a take back your health and power program. And then there's the new psychology that I've just been like dumping all this stuff in for um, basically this idea of the old psychology and then moving that into a, a shifted version or view of what it means to be mentally and emotionally in harmony. And um, so that was turning into a giant program in and of itself. But what I've been doing is putting all the other elements into this, this same and I say program, when I say program, I really just mean like I'm putting it all together in one place. Um, and then I have little, little uh, other goodies like my um, help, like what is that one? Uh, the Peaceful Warrior and then the deep dive files and all that stuff, all of my little tidbits and tools and everything that I've been gathering over the years as well. So it, it could have been really daunting to present on this today or have this discussion. But what I decided to do was to stick with the introduction. So what we're doing today, what I'm talking about today is the introduction to the old psychology, right? And some of us are actually psychologists and on here, like that are here, actually, uh, probably four of us have a background in psychology. And, um, and then the rest are just like interested. But, uh, and then moving it into this whole concept of what I'm going to be talking about today, which is the new psychology. 
So um, I'm really excited about it. It's something that's just taken over my whole existence right now. Well, not really. Like, it's not everything, but it seems to be. You know, when you um, are hmm, twigged onto something or something is illuminated for you and everything seems to be relevant to that very topic. That's really how it is right now for me. Everything that I'm listening to, like every podcast, everything, like I'm on nature and it's like, you know, it's, it's going, oh, I got to add that. And there was another element to something, like something I wanted to talk about or something I wanted to expand upon in this, in this topic. So it's been really exciting and I feel just like hyper creative and I'm just sharing with you the intro and I, the reason why I wanted all of you trainees to be here every single one and why I'm actually adding this to the curriculum and why I tagged everybody in Facebook in our group because it is going to be part of the program it's that integral to what we do what our work is so and our work is to help to empower people to become well like it's, it's health empowerment is what I started to call it right it's not just like health coaching we're actually coaching people into their own empowerment into their own state of wellness and so, um, and we're giving them back the reins, you know, like we don't want to go and take over. We want to give them back the reins for their own health and wellness and, and allow them to see that there are no limits to what they can achieve or experience, not even achieve, it's experience. So, all right, so I'm going to go to the topic at hand and I'm just going to share my screen really quickly and I will open my chat, but I'll, I'll kind of like pause every once in a while. Everybody's just saying hello in the chat. It's so good to see everyone. Um, and I'm sharing my screen. And just to give you the little intro to, like the intro image to what we're gonna be talking about today, okay? So this is the introduction to the new psychology. And sorry, this is part two. Sorry, 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 I'm gonna go back. It didn't wanna actually, um, upload properly so I'm gonna have to show it to you like this like as one PDF but it looks like it's actually showing uh, just fine for you right now so uh, what I'm talking about today is none of the rest of this stuff I've got like all ten of these modules here but we're gonna be doing introduction so the old psychology and the new psychology that's what we're talking about today and um, I'm gonna go back to just me so and I'll, I'll come back to this in a little bit and talk a little bit about the rest of the pieces of what I see is sort of like the whole picture, or at least the whole picture is as far as what I've been exposed to so far, because <laughs> it's an evolving, um, it's an evolving thing. You know, it's a it's a bit of a moving target when we're talking about this whole um, piece of what psychology is and mental and emotional and physical uh, well-being. Um, all right. So when I first began my studies. It was in the early 90s, and that was the conventional discipline of psychology. So that involved mainly talk therapy as well as pathologizing and categorizing mental and emotional disharmony, right? And the same, as we've been talking about in this program over and over again, it's reflected in the medical establishment in relation to the body and how we view and address dis-ease. So I stopped calling it disease. I call it dis-ease. Okay, so as, I, and as I'm talking, everyone, go ahead and chat, and then I can check the chat and I'll answer questions and all that stuff, just so you don't forget what you might want to ask or contribute to or, or talk about, okay? So it's common practice in the medical model and in the fields of psychology and psychiatry to categorize any strife, difficult emotion, or negative behavior into mental health, right, mental health, 
pathologies or diagnoses. Um, where, where difficult emotions and alternative ways of seeing reality are seen as deficiency, insanity, brokenness, and wrong. So I was taught this actually when I started my, um, that's what I, I started my first degree in, was psychology. And I was taught that, and I, I thought this actually just in generally speaking, you know, that if you had any sort of like difficult emotion or if it seemed like negative in any way, if it was uncomfortable, um, you know, or if someone saw reality in a different way, which is another thing we're going to talk about a lot more when we're, like in the program. But it's like, you know, we say they're crazy, right? They have schizophrenia. They have, you know, and all this stuff. And I really want to challenge everyone to think about those diagnoses in a very different way. So we see them again, like I said, as deficiency, <clears throat> insanity, brokenness, right? Like something wrong with me. Um, or that we're just plain wrong about, you know, our state of being. This is not reality. You're not experiencing reality. Reality is this. You're wrong. So conventional solutions are to medicate, to suppress, to manipulate, to dumb down, to disable, to forget, to numb, and coerce in order to attempt, attempt to attain a state of deemed a state deemed acceptable by diagnostic profiles. So this sounds really negative, like where I'm saying the conventional model is terrible. Like, you know, it, it is like purposely hurting people. No, it, the, the, the point being is that we, the, hmm, the medical establishment or psychiatry or psychology as it, as it stands now is their purpose or they want to actually alleviate these symptoms they're saying okay well they're they're bad but uh, what i'm saying is that what if they're not bad what if they're part of a process and so our suppression of this process is actually a disservice to the people that we work with or to ourselves right okay so this approach ultimately leaves people with the misnomer that their health is out of their control right that they cannot or should not self-heal in fact that it is it is dangerous to try and, and a lot of people are told that it's dangerous to try to self-heal um, ask your doctor right ultimately disabling and disempowering them with no control or input into their own potential and destiny so ironically these untruths are often in fact at the root or at least perpetuate mental and emotional disharmony and physical disease so that idea that there is no um, hope or there's no control or empowerment involved that we're like our mental state is out of our control we need something else outside of ourselves to heal us or to suppress those symptoms or to tell us what to do or what's wrong with us um, that actually in fact can create those those states of anxiety depression anger uh, frustration um, you name it physical manifestations in the first place. All right. So, however, the pursuit of symptom suppression leads only to simplicity, uh, to, to, sorry, to simply that, which is suppression, where there is no healing or evolution, potentially leaving people deeply dissatisfied, physically ill, and lacking the knowledge and understanding it takes to overcome and transcend their current challenges and limitations. So rather than listening to the bodies and the soul's cues, the conventional standard of care is to silence the signals that a process of healing must and is in fact already taking place. So that's something to pause on. Maybe, perhaps, and this is what I'm going to, you know, challenge the old model with, is that these um, 
these feelings of discomfort, these uncomfortable experiences, may be the healing process itself. And so when we uh, move people away from that, that uh, healing process or dumb it down in any way or silence it, we're actually robbing them of that, um, of their journey through and into a place of post-experiential growth is what I like to call it. Um, people, some people say post-traumatic growth, but I, I like to broaden that term to post-experiential growth. Okay, and I have to say I did that very thing. I used to think that that's what we needed to do and, and uh, have since rethought that and shifted into this new way of thinking about our mental and emotional and physical wellness. All right, so our emotional, mental, physical experience leads us to discovery. Our bodies and emotions signal us when we are out of harmony or in need of some kind of evolution, when there is a lesson to be learned in order to lead us into further understanding of the self. The lessons will continue to come by way of physical manifestations we call symptoms or mental and emotional disharmony we call mental illness and psychological pathologies unless recognized and addressed, unless healed, unless brought to harmony, unless the lessons have been learned or the stuck energy has been released. Okay, so overwhelm, anxiety, depression, discontent, high stress, trauma, addictions, and chronic physical health conditions have become commonplace and seen now as modern-day plagues. But are they? Again, I'm going to ask that question. Are they really a plague uh, to our modern um, population? Um, until we understand the purpose of these experiences and hone the skills to navigate through the human experience of evolution, they will continue to be so. They'll either be seen as modern-day plagues or will still have this inability to move through them in a healthy way and move on, right? Transcend, um, you know, gain harmony, feel well. Um, we have currently seen an explosion of understanding in all disciplines to include not only the mind but also the physical brain and body. Our environmental and lifestyle inputs, epigenetics, and how the nervous system and vagus nerve dictate not only mental and emotional wellness or onset of dis-ease, but also our physical conditions that always involve the immune system as well. One way to demonstrate how this plays out in our material bodies is as follows. All right, so we always talk about this in the program, right? So toxicity and deficiency, right? And this is not just about the body, but it's in all aspects of the self, physical, like the mind, the spirit, the soul, um, in our environments as well, um, and the body, of course. So, um, I just said that twice. <laughs> the physical and the body, the same thing. Um, emotional, right? Uh, relationship, so toxicity and deficiency in all aspects of the self. Uh, the nervous system is at play, so safe, not safe, am I safe, am I not safe? And the immune system, which uh, can be harmonious or create or be in a state of disease. So, as I said, in the medical model, emotions and states of being such as depression and anxiety are pathologized. Behaviors such as addictions and phobias are are act as shields from from perceived danger. Labels such as narcissism and borderline personality disorder frighten us, right? Like nobody wants to be diagnosed with that. Um, medications are the standard of care, dampening both the difficult emotions but also the potential for growth and discovery, right? So these states of being, the struggle, the painful emotions, the unhealthy behaviors are very real and can be highly destructive. 
fragmenting relationships, and even the self. Yet what is missed is the reason for the disharmony. The fact that these difficult and sometimes dark experiences are not a metaphorical dark night of the soul, but very real ones. They are the very paths we need to walk while on our varying hero's journeys until we return home stronger, wiser, forever changed, tattooed with the scars of battle and a greater understanding about life itself. Okay, so I'm just going to peek and see if there's any... Um, yeah. Oh, hey, Ita's here. Cool. I haven't seen you in so long. Okay, so the perspective on mental and emotional wellness that I am describing is not one of judgment and path or pathology, but of a recognition that strife and emotional pain are symptoms, right? They are messages from the body, mind, spirit, from the universe that there is something that is in need of harmonizing. And sometimes it is the actual process of creating harmony itself. So, all of us moms will probably know this. <laughs> well, we do know this, and I think actually all of us are moms here. Um, like birth, there is discomfort. But through the pain, uncertainty, and fear, there comes satisfaction, creation, and new life. Discomfort is call a calling to become conscious and to consciously make change, transmute, transcend, and transform. Even those things that exist on the subconscious level, such as trapped emotion, trauma, and ancestral issue issues passed on energetically. And it is a practice to become comfortable in the discomfort. We'll talk about that a lot more in different sessions and all that stuff. Okay, so sometimes when we struggle or when we feel and or exhibit behaviors and emotions we don't like that repulse us and others that we deem in our modern culture to be weak or destructive or shameful, we can shy away from them, bury them, bottle them up in an internal volcano where the pressure doesn't create diamonds, but lava ready to erupt. And I, sometimes I even say, like, instead of diamonds, we create dust. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not stronger, it's broken apart and into dust. That's, it. That's how it feels when we don't go in this other direction. Um, we have, all have the capacity for pain, rage, desperation, frustration. We all want to survive and will fight what threatens us. Sometimes that is others and sometimes it is ourselves. It is how we survive. Okay, We're wired to survive. But it can also disconnect us, create more pain, more shame, and the need for defensive armor. It can stunt us and hold us back from who and what we truly are. It can cloud how others see and understand us and how we see ourselves. But once we can observe rather than react, we take back our power. We can observe these darker emotions, understand our need to be safe, and find more constructive ways to not only survive but transcend. We can have compassion and forgive ourselves for our previous actions and do better in the future. We can look at the totality of what we are with courage and let the old stuff burn like kindling cleaning out the landscape, laying fertile soil, making room for something new. It can become the phoenix rising from the ashes. So a deep dive is one of the ways that I talk about or I describe going into that, um, I guess that process of discovery, right? That maybe feelings of anxiety or depression or frustration, anger, chronic illness, etc., are are pointing us into that direction are pulling us into maybe that um, experience. And so this deep dive um, is wholly holistic, right? Or it can be if we, if we 
move into that model of the new psychology. And it can involve infinite entry points, ways of transcendence, ways of empowerment, ways of understanding, seeing, and healing. And all categories must be addressed in a deep dive, I think, to the vast and ocean of you and the universe you're a part of. So at the surface is the physical body, and maybe it's not even just the surface, that one aspect is the physical body. As it is through the body that we experience this life we are living, it must be cared for and nourished. Under the surface, all of life is connected and cellular communication happens through biophotons, energy, and frequency between ourselves and interacting with every other thing in existence. When we attempt to understand our quantum nature, we can feel confused and insignificant, but also in awe of what is. Limitless and also empowered by the miracle that is us and the possibilities beyond what we once thought possible. We can stop um, imprisoning ourselves. We can stop fighting the ocean currents. Stop holding our breath. Move with the waves and find that after a terrifying attempt to breathe under the surface, we do not drown but can in fact both see and breathe underwater. We can realize the wonders in the depths. So this is what we're doing often in the old psychology, right, is to fight these feelings and to um, overcome them in a way that is uh, not really moving through but um, pressing them down. And I know that a lot of disciplines have moved in this direction to the new psychology. So there is like definitely a continuum. It's not like one or the other that people are practicing in. Um, but it certainly is um, an evolution in our understanding as a as a, as a whole, you know, not just in this, like these disciplines or in the professional realm, but also in our own lives, you know, to see ourselves and our own experiences and, and movement through these, um, you know, challenging or, or uncomfortable states of being and experiences, to not see that as a pathology, because we still do, even though when we go see certain um, progressive practitioners and people who are knowledgeable about this stuff, um, before we even get there, we already think we're broken. We already think that there's something wrong with us. We already think that our experience, um, we want to run away from that. And I think, uh, you know, with this new psychology or this new way of looking at it or um, helping people, other people and ourselves through it, um, it is actually a diving into it. So what I call the deep dive. It's, it's really... Um, uh, listening to what the body, mind, spirit, soul is telling you and looking at it. Um, and I don't know why I don't want to say head on. Yeah, for sure it's head on, but it's an exploration rather than more like a, Rah! you know, like you could feel like that. But sometimes people are like, I don't really want to run in there with the sword. I just want to just kind of like work my way in and that's cool too. <laughs> okay. I'm kind of like the one with like, ah, like running in, but not every, you know, it's a letting go of the reins. I love that line of a, a song called Waterfall. Uh, it's a letting go of the reins. Love it. I'm like, that's me. I'm just like on this crazy horse and I just, I want to let it go, take me where it's going to take me. But um, I digress. All right. So in this understanding, I think I didn't, I don't think I said this yet. So in this understanding, diagnoses, pathologizing, labeling, and seeing mental and emotional struggle as the flaws of the weak is an obsolete and antiquated perception. If you struggle, then you struggle. That's just, that's just it. You're not broken, you're not weak, you're not lame, you're not you know, without skills or I, you know, that's not the truth at all. And that's what we tend to think, I think. Um, we all do, and for good purpose. So maybe there's a purpose behind that struggle. There's nothing wrong with us or 
right? Or there's nothing wrong with that process or with, with you. In fact, everything is right about you. You're simply on a journey, a journey where you are the hero. So there is much less prolonged suffering when you can have the courage to surrender to the process, to go deep and bring back the wonders of the world, as I say in one of my poems. I wrote that for my daughter. You may feel broken at times, fractured, cracked, and that's okay. So this does not make people less or inferior or weak. It makes them open to a greater possibility, open to the outcome of joy and liberation. It makes people open to the sensations of their bodies, the expansiveness of their minds, and the bliss in their hearts. It makes them open to connection and a limitless existence. So when we feel like contracting, um, and this is like part of the shifts that I'm going to be taking you through in just a second, but if we, when we, when our ourselves and our clients that feel contraction, really the, the opposite needs to happen is to expand. Um, and, but, and the more contraction there is, it's like a muscle, right? The more contraction there is, the more pain is to be had. Um, and really to release that pain, whether it be physical or mental or emotional, is to actually surrender to the, um, the experience and to really release, expand, relax, right? Um, it's kind of like when I think about practicing yoga. My yoga taught me a lot about that. And it wasn't just about, you know, releasing physical pain. Um, it was actually about the emo mental and emotional aspects of my life as well. And there were constantly parallels between my physical body. If I was out of balance with, you know, um, practicing tree pose, for instance, and uh, I knew I was, I was out of balance in my life. It, it was always parallel. It was always parallel. And, um, and when I would balance, when I was feeling balanced, I was, you know, performing tree better. And when I was actually doing, when I would practice tree pose, I would feel more balanced in my life. <laughs> so it's all, it, so that's just one entry point out of probably like a thousand that we could talk about um, in relation to this new psychology and this new um, deep dive. Okay. So, uh, um, it is time, and I this is I really mean this. So it is time that we congratulate ourselves on being cracked. Um, oh wait, wait, wait! I was gonna say, no, no, no. Okay, it's time that we congratulate ourselves on being cracked. Okay, so it's only when the shell is cracked that a new plant can grow. It's the cracks that let in the light. It's time we do redefine what is normal, right, or healthy when it comes to both our minds, bodies, and hearts. To meet the very foundational human need, which is to know thyself in order to understand life itself. That's really like the basic, I think the reason why we're here, um, is to stop medicalizing health and immerse ourselves into the flow of the evolution of our existence. Okay, so I'm going to go into a couple of these, a couple of things I really am excited to talk about. So enter the new psychology. And this is going to be a little bit more discussion style for you. And um, I'm going to give you a visual to look at as we go through that for the next few minutes. And I will actually, I'm going to peek at these, the chat, see if there's any questions. And if anybody wants to come off of um, mute and just chat with me a little bit or contribute some thoughts or ideas or whatever you want to say. And then we'll move into some of these shifts that I want to actually talk about. So. Here's the chat. I'm going to go to the gallery view and just some saying hi, made it, 
Thank you, Ita. Ita says, so grateful for your brilliant, loving leadership. Yay, thank you. Um, and then, yeah, health psych. Okay, so Pat, you said health psychology has been a discipline since I was teaching in the 90s. Yeah, for sure. Do you want to expand on that? Which you, yeah. What, do you want to expand on that, Pat? Well, it, a lot of people were being certified as a health psychologist, and they were putting more emphasis on this. Granted, it wasn't the largest part of it. Unfortunately, they labeled it behavioral health. And, uh, you know, and I was, I've been teaching since the late 60s. And because I had breastfed, been active in La Leche League and all the other things. Yes. My, at all my developmental classes had this. It's nice to be validated at this point in my career that uh, these things are coming. And I, just one final brief comment. I think the last two years have made us see the weaknesses of medical care and medical health approach to it and the lack of training in, in health mm. and things has come to the fore and with Zoom and programs and people like you and others saying, wait, there's another way you've had a form and a, vo a voice in it. So I'm happy to see it changing. Totally. And that's the thing, though. So, Pat, you've been teaching this. You've known about this. There's a discipline actually named. There's a few of them, probably. But it still hasn't eked into our consciousness as a society. Like, we still say, like, I, I, it's like over and over again, I see people turning to medication, medical profession, you know, all that, that whole route that and it's not they don't they don't turn to this they don't that's not the default like they, they still think they're broken wrong you know like something's you know sure. yeah it, 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 the money yeah. money controls the media which controls people and the doctors have become medical doctors um the the without with minimal training in the other aspects of health besides medication. Yeah, yes. And so we haven't seen a trickle into our consciousness, really. Or our, and standard of care, I don't even want to use that term, like standard of care. Like, I mean, like, maybe like the way we care for each other <laughs> instead of the standard of care. I don't know, um, right? Yeah, yeah. Very interesting, because I know you've been doing this work for a really long time, Pat. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> this is your thing. This is your career, you know? Um, and I want to say, too, I'm going to read your comment about Dr. Daniel Amen. Amen, Amen. Um, his book, The End of Mental Illness, yeah, he did a, he actually did a, a presentation for Functional Medicine University, so I have access to that, too, um, like on the same thing. And he said it was out prior to 2019 and has been talking about brain function with emphasis on nutrition, exercise, supplements, at least since the 80s and 90s. For sure. So his like bend is the like functional neurology part, like how the brain affects, like, or um, not affects, what's the word? How the brain, mm, mm, I don't know if the word is causes either, but um, brain function can equate specific emotional states of being and behavioral ways of acting. <laughs> yes, behaviors. Uh, that's actually processing. Processing. Pro processing, yeah. So that processing. Processing, but it's I mean that Dr. Dispenza describes it so perfectly. I mean, and you are the placebo and you know, you becoming supernatural. He explains it so beautifully. And I'm I just wanna I'm so um 
I'm, I so admire Pat for uh, being one of those also revolutionary mamas from way back. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, and I think that there are lots of people. So that's why I put together this class, right? Like that, I wanted to pull it together in an introduction, but also like the whole program because we've got those brilliant minds, but we need it. Like I wanted to bring it together to show how they all um, intersect because there's so many different ways we can. Like and actually, I'll show you really quickly here. There's so many different ways we can um, enter this, but I think they're all they all come to this, like, they're all contributors to the whole. Just wait, I'm going to go back to here. So if we go back to, like, um, sorry, it just takes a second to pop up. You know, if you talk about Joe Dispenza, like, oh, he's, like, maybe even, you know, he talks about emotions. and Well, actually, someone like Wayne Dyer talks about thoughts, so that's, like, number three, right? Wayne Dyer and thoughts. My computer's being really strange, so excuse me if it does some really weird jumping around or, like, look at that. Ah! ah have to be patient. I'm going to be patient with this computer. Okay. Um, and then Joe Dispenza, you know, probably talk about, like, things like, you know, our own creativity and, like, how we um, actually can manifest things in our bodies and our, of course, our mental, emotional well-being um, by our by meditating, right? By getting rid of all the old stuff to make way for something new, because you can't keep making something new out of something that's already existing. Like that's not possible, right? Um, so there's people like um, uh, what's his name, Matthias De Stefano, and he talks about like the nine dimensions, even. You know, like he talks about what is reality, period. And people who have, grapple with these questions, they don't really ha always have the words to put with what they're thinking about. So they don't have the vernacular, the, the language. So they think they're kind of nuts. You know, they think that they're weird and different um, if they don't have the right circles or people to talk to about this. And if they're busy, you know, like if it makes them feel at all, um, you know, maybe a little like, a fearful or anxious or even depressed because they're deeply in in this immersed in this um, maybe thoughts about it or a confusion um, that could be dumbed down or suppressed and, and diagnosed as some kind of mental health problem when they're really just trying to figure out life you know or experiencing something that might have been difficult in life um, and and maybe in a healthy way maybe not so healthy so there's a lot of, um, so all these people in these different disciplines and there could be like the functional neurologists and the yogis and the gurus and the, you know, people that are like in the scientific mind, you know, of the, of meditation, but also in the mystical, in the mystic, right? The mystic realm, the nature, not right, understanding you know, like personality, shamans, right? Like mm. all these people, um, you know, the functional neurologists, right? Like even those people that are in, you know, in that that, I guess, category of, uh, I guess, the, sort of like riding the line of medic, med the medicine, right? But also like, there's so many different disciplines that I wanted to pull that all together. And, I, and um, yeah, I really wanted to pull it all together. together. Ita, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the different um, understandings, like any, the Enneagram is so 
it's so profound. The Enneagram, the Maya Briggs, all these things are so yeah. profound. When you have so many people that are not like an Enneagram, like most people don't fall into the four, you know, like this more spiritual consciousness type of person. So, and I'm that. So even as a child, I felt so odd because there are few, there are less of us, you know, you, do you, you know, the Enneagram, correct? Oh, yeah. There's a, and also like yeah. 19 personalities. I think it's 19. And then there's, um, right. what's in a, a geno, genograms too, right? Like knowing your place and like right. in your family. Right. Tree. So this is, this is all about the individual accepting the individual. And, and, you know, that's, that's different. That's the paradigm is accepting the individual as mm -hmm. opposed to, you know, the collective. Everyone has to be the same which is what is what's been happening the last two years also it's like everyone's got to do the same thing we can't we don't have our individual you know souls it doesn't mm -hmm. like doesn't matter everyone take the same the same drug the same whatever so that's what well, that's one thing i just have an example um um i know a couple who had recently gotten married both into health mm. both very much into health one 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 went to the um in, to joshua what's his name joshua um rosenthal's place in um integrative nutrition okay right you know that oh yeah institute um uh, is it's institute integrative nutrition yeah i am i am i am mm -hmm. right she went there and he's uh also very into health you know reading dr dispenza yeah and it it happened that she was she, she we you know that they didn't know the whatever, nobody really knew that she was going to a therapist for years for dysfunctional anxiety mm. and couldn't get rid of it. And mm -hmm. a few months into the marriage, it just sort of blew out. Like she wanted to take a psych drug mm -hmm. and the, the husband like did not, you know, he did not uh, bargain for that. And so they were, they were recommended to go to a certain psychologist, a certain counselor who I know, and I would have recommended her. And she met with both of them and said um and told him that she can't change you know like mm. cut it off now like get the get divorced now and uh they reached out to me and i called someone who's in the health space and he immediately called this woman rachel albert from mootech.com and she came to um do this like energy modality called mm -hmm. energy she calls it energy dynamics Mm -hmm. that she tapped into her, um, she tapped into the woman's um, epigenetic, you know, uh, first of all, the, the woman is an IVF baby. Now, I never knew that IVF people have certain issues, which I was told recently. Mm -hmm. And it turns out she checked her embryonic energy, energy, her energy of when she was, when she was conceived. Yeah. And it's, it's supposed to be in the 500s, love, it was zero. Wow. And so that was part of it. And then she had her, her father's uh, traumas from his childhood. He had, I think, like he was sexually molested or whatever, some stuff. It was all on her energy system. And when this woman was able to clear it off, which is what I'm learning now, actually, I'm learning this, this uh, modality now because mm -hmm. I, I saw it was amazing. So within a couple of sessions, she was able to help this woman just like literally take boulders of her of her of herself she became so much more relaxed i mean she recommended her to go also to a good therapist but it was like amazing she just like it's cleaned off the garbage and she was able to um unbelievable unbelievable it's, it's, that, that, that website 
Well, put, put that in, post that in the chat. Can you do that? Put it in the chat. I'll, I'll post it. I'll post it because okay. that's how everyone comes to it. I'll, I'll post it. Yeah. Okay. Just, because, just okay, so Ita, yeah, it's so interesting that you mentioned this. And actually, who was there? I think Lisa was and maybe Detria. Um, at the set, a couple, I don't remember which, which talk it was, but, um, when we met one Tuesday and I was talking about, um, a family whose their children, like they seem to do everything right. And like, why did their child, uh, develop type one diabetes at six years old? And so they're a year into this, you know, the big D day diagnosis day and where everything changed for them. And they're just like the best, like they're just they're solid you know they're there's no like obvious like strife in the family um you know they did it they they eat well they you know she had a very good pregnancy all that stuff so why 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 so um she told me that they were her both of their sons were conceived ivf and i went holy crap that's exactly what's going on and at least part of the picture and so we've been doing some, and actually the modality I've been working in is emotion code. So I've been working with them with emotion code and their little guy, like she didn't realize he was having anxiety and stuff like that. And then he was like, literally like just totally different in, in other situations that he would have been anxious in. And his blood sugar goes high when he gets anxious and he's like totally even keel and all these shift, this shifting was happening for them. And it made me think, well, they have these embryos and they, they, the medical, like the doctors consider them to be viable, not viable. They, they throw them out if they're, you know, if they feel that they're not going to be um, healthy, you know, if they're not viable, I guess that's the word. They say the terminology they use when they um, actually have like impregnate the, the mom with these embryos is they say they use them, right? They don't talk about, you know, like, this conception they talk about using the embryos like it's so right, dehumanization it's bizarre. part of the dehumanization kind yes. of yes yeah that's that's what it is that's it, that's the whole that's the whole process that's what they that's what they're trying to do now is to dehumanize yeah and i'm not saying yeah. these children should not have been conceived in any way like I, that's not what i'm saying but what i'm saying is like the actual perception and how they're spoken about and how they're viewed and treated and and they actually they business. they had they uncovered a whole bunch of grief and i said I, I don't know you keep saying grief like you keep saying grief and this is what keeps put, pulling up for you and um she said i didn't realize how much grief i actually had but i do and and um it was because she said i didn't realize it was you know when they said they threw away some of them without telling them they didn't know. And then so also there's a, this questionable birth order, you know, which baby was first, who's oldest, you know, who like, so the genogram, like where, where are the places of these, these beings, are they beings or not? I mean, this could go into like a yeah, philosophical or even like a, I don't know, some kind of debate there. And I don't want to do that. But I mean, like, it's just a question I have, you know, like, how does that change things to have all these, these um, potential, you know, children? Um, where do they fit in, in that, in that family, in that genogram? So, yeah, it's so interesting. You mentioned that, Ita. Um, right. The problem is also, is also that, um, I think the whole medical establishment from Rockefeller, they threw away the first do no harm, um, oath. Mm. So, mm -hmm. so they're not learning that there's much better ways to, for fertility and to conceive. Right. Much better that, ways. that as so well. Easy. Yes. 
There's yeah. no reason to damage humanity this way. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, in in my in the communities here, there's you know, they're they're just getting money from pharma. You could see Merck right behind there whenever they do fundraising for these organizations. And, and nobody learns how to eat properly. No one learns, you know, even brands, you know, Evan Brand, you know, about, yeah. you know, all the functional medicine people are saying in order to have a healthy baby, a truly healthy baby today, we have to, you know, prepare high schoolers to, to detox. You know, yeah. they, they got to detox already. They have to yeah. learn, you know, because the first baby just takes out, take, you know, just absorbs all the, all the garbage. Well, and that's why we need to move into this, this new psychology, right? Like with, so you can see here, like, right? Like we do, because you can see here the stuff that I, you know, I want to talk, I'm talking about in that, like, let's say the first 10 sessions really is about like what this actually means to be whole, human, healthy, you know, what these experiences are. And then like what you're talking about, like this whole detox thing or, you know, like talking about the body, like what does it mean to care for the body? How does how we care for the body affect our mental and emotional state? How does it affect our behaviors? Do we self-medicate? Do we become addicted? Do we, you know, like how all of this sort of like um, comes together to to create, I guess, like either harmony or disharmony, really. So, um yeah, and and how we extract the mind from the whole self, where we extract the body or we extract the earth and our relationship to it or the soul or the spirit when it really is one and the same. It's all the same, um, which is something that we is really, you know, kind of like a mind bend to get to, to get our heads around. Right. I, and I actually I, I saved that mood debt uh, mood tech. So I did save that. Right. Um, so I will check that out for sure. It's amazing. Um, it's just amazing the stories. Yeah. And and those know. kinds of she things like energy medicine, you know, health empowerment, those things are so much like they're they're really a skill that I think every all of you need to if you haven't already need to hone your skills in that and learn a lot more because it's something that you're going to need to to be able to at least direct people to or help them somewhat in your practice like even if it's the coaching aspect even it's like you know you're you're in control you know reminding people of that constantly you know allowing them to have like get, shining the light on some of those tools that they can use um that's going to be more and more and more part of what you're, you'll do because it's really when i see people not faring well right like i keep saying um disharmony um that's because they are disempowered it's never because they don't have uh, you know, the right supplement. <laughs> it's because they are disempowered. The supplements are something else, the, the, the food, the, all that stuff, but it really comes down to that empowerment piece. And so if we can help people to say, well, all these like things that they are going through, that's normal. And, and that is actually maybe part of the healing process. And if we can help them to move toward this new psychology, these concepts, um, that's when we get, that's when we really see people getting well. And I and again I'm saying getting well, but I, I like achieve harmony is more the the word. And I'm going to read Pat's little thing here um, comment, not little, but her comment. So um, what I've experienced as the new psychology is the body's ability to heal and regenerate. Totally, I'm actually doing 
a session every day. I've, I've like actually blocked off an hour and a half a day to join this group that does just that. They actually do instant healing. <laughs> it's like, okay, uh, right? Because we, we do have this evolution and we do want to know thyself. So we do, there's practices and their experiences and all this stuff, but really it comes down to like we are we can be healed at any time, at any moment, if we listen to anything that Joe Dispenza says, or people like that. His process is actually even longer than a lot of other people's, to tell you the truth. So that's another thing to, to be expanded upon. But And so um, so uh, Pat's saying also the mind is a, a unique entity and not specifically the brain. Yes. Um, the energy connection with the universe. Yep. The carrying of ancestral cells with their experiences in our DNA and the ability have pure consciousness experience. Pat, what have you been into? I think you've been reading and watching the same stuff as me. I'm not kidding. Because <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> I have my own journey right now because I have uh, caught uh, the chemical sensitivities have caught up with me. Yeah. And I now have electricity. So being on, being able to do YouTube is and Zoom is pretty good for me today. Um, okay. However, I'm also seeing that and learning a lot about the uh, dynamic neuroregenerative system as well in terms of my own healing. Mm -hmm. And I've been reading lots and lots of stuff. Thank, I've kind of shifted away from working so much, and I keep Matthew cherished uh, clients for a couple of days a week so that I can continue to do my healing and do all the reading. And so I have a whole shelf of books that I'm dabbling in right now. Wow. So, and it's, all, it's, it's so exciting to think. Uh, and yet so fraught with danger given the current pharmaceutical lock on our system. So I, I, uh, we need to move, we need to be active in this movement right now of yeah. reclaiming and I hope everyone here is involved in some way in helping people see that this, what threats there are to what we're doing. Totally, totally, Pat, I love that. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna actually, so let's go to this. This is one thing that I tend to, my brain goes in this direction constantly now, is this idea of shifting, right? Shifting out of something we thought into something like, you know, in a negative way, well, I don't know if it would be negative, but let's just use that word for now, into something more empowering. And um, I'm just going to disable my flux, because I have it on amber, which is better for my brain, but I can't see this as well. Um, okay, so, and feel free to chat and jump in and whatever, but I, I just really... What I see happening um, is, is like, it's almost like a misunderstanding of what's happening with a lot of things um, in the conventional model. And so where we have, you know, this whole history of diagnosing people, for instance, um, and saying, well, you have a diagnosis, you have this illness, you have this mental health condition. Um, what we can shift into is actually seeing that set of circumstances or those experiences or like set of circumstances as someone's experience, right? Like this is what they're experiencing right now. They're experiencing, you know, high blood sugar, they're experiencing depression, they're experiencing overwhelm, they're experiencing, 
you know, whatever, like some kind of physical, other physical breakdown in their body. Um, but that isn't necessarily, so I want to shift people out of a diagnosis into their experience, right? Into what that is. Um, problem. So we see things as a problem, right? Like this is not good. This is a problem to be solved. When really, and this is what I've actually done too, even when I've been focused more on functional medicine per se, even functional medicine, like what's the problem? What's the cause? What's the root cause? Yeah, we need to do that. But instead of seeing that as a problem, we see that as an, again, like an experience or a root or a disharmony or something happening in the body. Like it does. So when you say it's a problem, it's actually a judgment. Right, it's a, you're, you're you're making a judgment on this experience, on this symptom or whatever is, is is showing its head. So instead of seeing a problem, we actually see it as a solution. It's kind of like cholesterol in the body, right? Like we thought, like and still many doctors still think that cholesterol is the problem when it's actually the solution. It's actually the protective mechanism of the body, right? So. Uh, a lot of things actually are the case in the physical body, but also in the mental emotional state too. So we see depression as a problem when maybe it's the solution. It's it's the pulling inward that we need that needs to happen to move through some kind of event or learning process or evolution, right? A, a step in your evolution. Pathology. Okay, so we see things as a pathology. We've got these again problems. You know, this diagnosis that comes out of a pathology where it's like. Uh, you know, it's like um, a dysfunction of the body when actually perhaps it's the process, right? Perhaps it's the process of healing or the process, like I said, of evolution. Um, and then we see in this old model that we suppress, right? We, we need to suppress all of these things that are uncomfortable or, you know, we deem as bad or negative. Um, when really there is an opportunity for that evolution that I keep talking about, right? Like, and when I say evolution, I don't mean what we once were was bad in any way either. It's just different, right? It's just different. And it's just um, a further understanding of yourself, your body, your experience, and also on that broader sense of our whole universe, really or what it means to be part of this unit that is this oneness that is our universe. So that's kind of big and heady and I, I actually am talking about that in, in the new psychology program too, we'll get into that. But um, so suppression into evolution and, and even maybe allowing, I guess I would even use that word too, but prognosis, right? So you, this is going to be with you for the rest of your life. You're going to have to take medications for the rest of your life. You're ever going to feel one ounce of happiness. Um, you know, you're, you're going to have diabetes for the rest of your life. You're, you're, or you're going to die and, you know, you've got six weeks to live. That's like the worst. Like that is, I find that so offensive when I hear someone say, oh, the doctor gave him two weeks to live. You don't give anybody a length of time for their life. Like it, I, I find that so offensive, so offensive, and it really can be a death sentence. I mean, that's what Joe Proctor said. He said, you know, not to believe a death sentence prescribed by a doctor, right? Um, and I'm not saying all doctors do that. I'm just saying when they do, it's offensive. It's it's. I think it should be malpractice. Actually, it's just not true. 
uh, especially with what we know about the power of the mind and belief, you know, and how if we do believe that, how that can affect the outcome, right? People have actually died with a prognosis or with, or with a, a wrong diagnosis even um, and said, you know, you have cancer and they die and they actually didn't have cancer. Like, how is that? Um, anyway, so prognosis, turn that into possibility. So instead of like, you know, saying you have this or that or whatever, we see the possibility, right? So not going by, by what might have happened or could happen um, according to what we already know, opening that possibility up to what we don't know and to look at it as an experience, right? So yeah, even with things, and I've had clients who have cancer, um, been down that road quite a bit, uh, actually, um, in a very significant role in, in these people's lives. And I mean, I don't mean I'm, I'm great. I just mean that I was close to them um, or am close to them. And so it's more like seeing the possibility and the ex of the experience. So what could happen? You know, this healing or this journey, this understanding, this uh, evolutionary process. Um, moving that prognosis into possibility, curiosity. What's next? Um, wrong. So again, you're wrong if you're ill. You're ill, right? If you have disease, um, disharmony, all that. You're wrong. And um, moving that, shifting that into the knowledge that people and we are each perfect. We are all perfect. And people say, well, that's, what are you talking about? Perfect. But actually, that's true. <laughs> that's true. We're perfect. This is exactly what we need to be. You know, there's nothing that needs to be fixed. Um, again, like broken as opposed to, you know, healing as opposed to being broken. Um, having breakthroughs, right, rather than breakdowns. So, yeah, we need to break down barriers. We need to sometimes, like, people even use the metaphor of the phoenix rising from the ashes, right? Or, um, you know, putting it back, putting something together or creating something new, but you have to first destroy the thing that came before. I actually wrote about that when I wrote my thesis for my master's degree. And I talked about sort of like the body politic and pregnancy, childbirth, motherhood, and how that tears you down. Like, it's like you don't even know what you were before because you had to be born anew. And it's the like, same thing in that birthing process that happens. And um, I talked about how people or moms or mothers or women would um, talk about that experience in their poetry. So it was, it was really quite a fun exploration. And at the time, my daughter, I was pregnant and had a baby twice in that time it took me to actually write that thesis. <laughs> So I was like experiencing it as I was writing it. I already had my son, but um, yeah, so that was quite the thing. Okay, so illness, um, shifting that into seeking harmony, right? So instead of seeing that experience as illness, it's the body, the mind, the spirit, the soul, all that. It's trying to seek harmony, right? So last thing I'm going to leave you with here, and we can discuss a little further if you'd like, is the conventional um, solutions, and I say in quotation solutions because, again, we only need solutions if, it, if there's a problem, is to medicate, suppress, manipulate, dumb down, disable, forget, numb, and coerce. And our new understanding, and again, 
I've tried to do those things. And especially if there's someone that you care about and you're like, I don't want this, I want this to go away for you. I want you to, you know, believe in this so that this goes away. And you, let's forget about that. Like, you know, there we all have those tendencies to want to kind of move in that direction. You know, we just want it to stop. We don't want to do the work. But the new understanding and it's 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 even better right like it's better than ignoring it because it moves people through it and again post experiential growth happens so it's to nourish rather than medicate right release rather than suppress understand rather than manipulate right like i want to know what's going on with my body with myself with you um, rather than change you in any way um enlighten instead of dumb down and then enable rather than disable. So we want actually these processes to happen. We want to remember who we are, how perfect we are, right? Instead of continuing to forget all of the stuff that really makes us us and human, we want to feel rather than numb, like go through those things. It's like, you know, seeing those animals that we talked about. Like I've said this when I've uh, taught about uh, the nervous system and how animals shake when they have trauma, like, you know, or, or potentially traumatic events. So really high stress um, events and they, they tremble and they go through those feelings of like fear and la la la. And it, it tumbles all the way through and then, they, and then it's released and then they carry on with their, their lives, right? So um, we want to feel it. We want to encourage our, our clients or ourselves to feel those things. And then encourage and inspire. We don't want to coerce, right? We want to encourage people. We want to inspire them. We want them to be, um, you know, like I said, empowered in their health rather than bullied, right? Or pushed or when they don't, when they're into something that they don't even necessarily believe in, right? We want them to feel inspired because then they're intrinsically um, uh, motivated to seek harmony. Okay. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that session. I did have to cut it off before the last half hour. We actually kept um, discussing and we were enjoying ourselves quite a lot. <laughs> but I cut it off just to maintain the privacy of the people there. So um, always a good time in our classes. So I hope to see you there and uh, look at the show notes below for more information about this program, as well as all the other Healthy Family Formula, Carla Atherton coached uh, sessions and programs, group programs. And may you and your family be well. This podcast is sponsored by the Healthy Family Formula, which essentially means that we share our information for free. All we ask is that before you move on to the next hundred things on your to-do list for today, take what you learn and instead of waiting until Monday, January 1st, or any other arbitrary date in the future, act on it now. Buy that new food, start that new routine, shift into that healthier habit. The little steps steadily move you past the miles you leave behind you. For more information about anything related to family health, do pick up my book and check out our newsletter, blog, individual and group coaching programs, and practitioner training program at healthyfamilyformula.com. And you can also like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash healthyfamilyformula. You can find us on Instagram at hff underscore revolution and also on Clubhouse at empoweredfamily. 
Please note that Family Health Revolution podcast is not a source for diagnosis or medical treatment, but is the opinion of the host. This podcast is intended to empower people with information so they can make the best health decisions for themselves. It is up to each person to listen to their inner wisdom, consider the information they deem to be accurate and applicable to their individual situation, and consult with their trusted healthcare providers if they so choose when making any decisions regarding their own health or the health of their loved ones. Each person's health is their own responsibility. Thank you.